0: Hey, I want to welcome you to the Marty McLean Podcast. I want to thank you so much for being with me today. Uh, I am speaking today on a Friday. I usually do podcasts on Tuesdays, Uh, but there was something that happened this week on Tuesday. It was called the election, and I knew that if I did a podcast on the day of election that I probably would not have many people listen to it at the time, and so much of what I would say would, would be subject to change because of the results of the election. So I want to take a few minutes. This is not going to be a normal length for a podcast, but... Uh, I want to take a few minutes and let you know uh, my thoughts about the election. Well, like most of you, when I went to bed late on Tuesday night, uh, the election was one way. And then when I woke up uh, on Wednesday, it had drastically changed. Now, before I went to bed, I saw that they had stopped counting votes in certain states. And that was kind of, you know, I thought that's kind of unusual. And they all did it kind of like at the same time. And then you wake up and first thing I see is Wisconsin has changed into the Biden column, so I'm like man, okay, well, we'll we'll see what rest of this stuff happens. Well, now we are at a, a situation where more states have been called for for Biden uh, that were originally uh, in Trump's column, but as more and more of the mail in ballots came, uh, some these states started changing, like like the Wisconsin, and then you had Michigan, and you eventually had. Georgia and Pennsylvania and who knows what's going to happen in North Carolina. And so, you know, what has happened is that as people, we're not accustomed to having an election, then two or three days later, see all these states change hands. And then seeing some anecdotal evidence from some people who who are out uh, in the field, so to speak, of some irregularities that happen and then seeing some vote dumps where the numbers really don't, Add up or do not seem to add up. People have questions. Now we don't know the extent of what's going on. Uh, we we just don't. That's why uh, there will be recounts, and that's kind of how we do it in America. And we need to make sure that in America that we do follow the law. There is a law, and if and if laws were broken during the election process, uh, then the remedy that's given under the law needs to take place. Now it is perfectly acceptable to call for a recount. Uh, that is perfectly acceptable. And uh, I think President Trump in the next day or two is going to uh, list some evidences of what he would call voter fraud. And I think that many people are just looking at how things have unfolded and and you just kind of look at it and think, you know, it usually doesn't happen like that. And so, of course, people have questions. Of course, people are like, you know i'm i'm an american and everything and i understand that uh, we have a peaceful transition of power which we need to continue to have a peaceful transition of power that's that's without question but if there are legal remedies if there are leg- legal ways to address grievances then you know if a candidate like president trump takes those le- legal remedies to address the grievances that he has there is nothing in the world wrong with that. As a matter of fact, I think for the sake of future voter integrity, as well as the integrity of this current election, I think some things need to be looked into. That's my, you know, that's, that's my, my personal opinion. There are some things that we need to remember. Of course, as I mentioned, they have from the decision desk at various places, given the number of electoral votes to Biden that he needs to become the next president, now, that is not official. That is not based upon recounts. There will be recounts. And if there's grievances that have to be decided, uh, they will be decided. And, you know, just obviously I've told you before, I, I voted for uh, President Trump. I said I was voting for policies. And the policies of the Republican Party are so different from the policies of, D- of the Democratic Party. To me, it was no contest of who to vote for. Now, you have to understand, with the Biden Harris Ticket, you have the most pro-abortion ticket in U.S. history. Also, you'd need to go and look at Joe Biden's views on kids and the transgender issue. Also, they take a different approach to the LGBTQ agenda that I do not agree with, and they will have a different approach to Israel and Iran. If they follow the direction that the Obama administration took, then they will probably be more friendly toward Iran than they are toward Israel. So those are some, you know, very big concerns that I would have with a with a potential Biden presidency. Now it's not settled. Um, we have to see what uh, the president President Trump will present as the uh, evidences for voter fraud and tampering and everything. And he will be coming out with that. But I will say this from just a, an observational point of view. I think. That just as I was observing and watching, listening to news, seeing all that was going on, that there was such a collusion between those who did the polling and the mainstream media and social media with the censoring of conservatives. It was just a little bit overwhelming. It's a lot of that seemed extremely one sided. And that, I mean, that's just how th- things are as they are, and I understand that. But what I think one of the things that happened with the polling is like people say, you know, when you do polling not to reflect public opinion but to shape public opinion, then that is an agenda with that polling. And so I think what we can see pretty is pretty evident by how far off the polling was is that some of these polling companies were seeking to— shape public opinion rather than reflect public opinion and I think that that that's not good I I don't think you know if you're going to do it just let us know hey that's what we're doing of course you're not going to do it because they want to shape public opinion but I I don't think that 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 that's a good way to do things and I think uh, if some of these polling companies if they do not clean house then you have to ask yourself well why are they happy that they were off this far in their polling well, it, the, some people believe there's a narrative that and, you know, that a narrative was trying to be created uh, concerning the election, not reflect what public opinion is. How, why did I say that? Because the Democrats were expecting what they would call a blue wave, that there was going to be you know, a massive change in state legislatures, that there was going to be. Uh, substantial change in the House. They were going to really increase their total in the House, and that they were going to take the Senate. And I looked at some of the raw numbers on uh, some of these House seats, as far as how many, you know, how how far some of the Republicans were behind in the polling, and then they won. And you're like, okay, this polling was really, really way off, and. The Republicans in these state legislatures, they did extremely well. I mean, they did extremely well. It's very important this year with the state legislatures because you're going to do the redistricting based based upon the census. So they're going to redraw uh, the district lines of the representatives. And it's going to be based upon the census, as it always is. and, And the Democrats were expecting with the blue wave to be able to control the redistricting. And they're not going to be able to do that now, which is I think is good. Because I don't I don't stand for what the Democratic Party stands for. I, I do not agree with their policies, okay? Also, with them not taking the Senate. Now, there's going to be, depending upon some leftover ballots in the state of Georgia, there, there's possibly two seats, the two Senate seats in Georgia will be in a runoff. That's going to be major, especially if it's going to determine... Uh, the overall makeup of the Senate, which it probably will. We're, it'll be 51, 52, whatever, however it goes. And so the two Senate seats in a runoff in Georgia will be very big because the Democrats, they had adopted a socialist agenda. Um, that's what they did. They went to the extreme of Bernie Sanders and uh, AOC. They, they went to socialism, the Green New Deal and all that Green New Deal is just a way to get socialism in. You have to understand that. But anyway, they went that direction. So having gone that direction, they were rejected in their socialist agenda. And but in the for the presidency, it it seems right now that you know the majority voted for in the various districts voted for Joe Biden to be president. Now, what also concerns people is, you know, Joe Biden really didn't campaign for weeks, hardly. I mean, he, he really didn't. And so that's that's kind of uh, interesting, the way he approached his campaign. It was different from anything I'd ever seen before in my life. I'm always used to seeing the, you know, toward the end of the campaign, the, the candidates get out there and really beat the bushes and put themselves out. And it just did not happen on the Democratic side. So... You know, there are legal means to address the grievances and the potential voter fraud that occurred in the 2020 election. And there are ways to address that and you address it through the courts. And I I think if anybody will see this thing through, it'll it'll be Donald Trump, because I believe he's tenacious. I believe that, uh, that when he gets hold of something, he just doesn't let it go. And so I, whatever legal means can be pursued for the, you know, what the, the grievances with the voter fraud, voter irregularities, uh, you know, from an outside looking in point of view, when you see big cities like Philadelphia and Detroit, and it's almost like all these ballots keep being added and added, I mean, from an outside looking in. And you look at stuff like that and it's like, okay, some people get to, you know, get to thinking, okay, I wonder if they just want to know how many votes do we need? Tell me how many votes we need and we're going to keep counting. That's kind of how it comes across now. For it not to appear that way, you have to have transparency. And there was a lot of transparency that was lacking in this election in certain areas. And so that makes people if if you're not going to be transparent, then you're you're going to have people look at you with suspicion. That's just how it is. And I think some of the laws that have been changed regarding uh, voting needs to be changed back. People need to have a voter ID. Uh, That that goes without saying. When I go to vote in Harrelson County here in Georgia, I have to present a voter ID. I, I have my driver's license. They check my driver's license. I have to sign a piece of paper. They make sure that I am who I say I am. I make sure I sign the paper the way I need to sign it and then I go vote. Now you need to have vote. I don't think any, There's nothing racial about ro- voter ID. That that's ridiculous. There, everybody can have an ID. No, I mean, doesn't matter. Who, I don't. I mean, I'm glad they asked me because I don't want each, I don't want somebody voting on my behalf. I also think some this mail out bo- uh, ballots the way it was done. You, we don't need to do that anymore. Let's have let's have an election where people can have, you know, where there can be integrity, where we can, you know, feel you know, secure that, hey, the way this election was conducted, uh, it's, it's fraud proof as much as it can be. I mean, people are always going to find a way to get around uh, the system. I understand that. But I think the way things are right now with this election, it made things too easy to do something you ought not to do. I remember one time uh, one of the deacons at the church uh, I was pastoring. I uh, locked the door, and he said, "Man, I just locked the door. I want to keep a good man honest. Uh, you don't want to give him a temptation. You don't want him, you know, give an opportunity. Just keep your doors locked." With the voter ID, and with taking, you know, not doing all these mail out ballots, I, I I think that you know you could ensure more of the integrity of the of the election. So, here here's the deal. Uh, we. Uh, the election's kind of a mixed bag. I think the socialist agenda has been stopped. I think it it's done so on a state level with the state legislatures. I been the redistricting that's going to come up. I think that the Democrats had had showed their hand and they'd said, "Look, we want statehood for D.C. and Puerto Rico, which would mean four additional uh, Democratic senators." I think when they were going to said, "We want to get rid of the filibuster." Um, I I think when they said they wanted to pack the Supreme Court, when they went that route, they they showed this is who we are, this is what we want to do. And what that would have done, especially with the the collusion of the mainstream media, social media, uh, the the polling and all that, we had the potential to become a one-party nation, and that's not good. We don't want to be a—you do not want to be a one-party nation. You don't want to have just one— Party well, you do not, you do not want to have just one political party that that puts you in a bad place matter of fact you go to some of these cities where you just have one political party running the show it does it just doesn't go well it just doesn't so that's what they said they wanted basically to do those things and, and I think a lot of people rejected that idea. They said, no, we don't want you to pack the Supreme Court. No, we don't want D.C., Puerto Rico, statehood to make it where, you know, there are four new senators. I think that by doing that, uh, by showing their hands, I think it it made a lot of people who, you know, maybe wouldn't have voted Republican. Otherwise, they voted Republican down ballot. I do believe some of that happened. Now, some of the vote totals are suspect. I just, are. I mean, just, I'm just looking at it from a just normal point of view. Uh, I know that this does not seem, this does not seem normal. And then now the lack of people talking about the, the coronavirus and, 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 concern about that, the lack of that does not seem normal. There's a lot of things. Sometimes some people feel like that things have been set up now, whether they have or not, that's why, that's why, Hey, let's, let's do the investigating, um, Let's go through the steps. there's a there is a legal process that you can go through. absolutely don't don't do anything violent you you have to have a peaceful transition of power. And you also have to follow the law. And so if laws were broken, let's find out if laws were broken and you you make the proper decisions based upon what the law says and how our You know, republic is supposed to work according to the Constitution and just go by that. And at the end of the day, if they do all that, Joe Biden is president and Joe Biden's president. You know, hey, pray for the man. Uh, Try to uh, go against the policies that he may have that I don't believe line up with Scripture. But do so in in a legal way, in a respectful way. Uh, but you don't you don't go into violence or any, anything like that because that that absolutely will not end well. So let's make sure the rule of law is followed. Let's go through the legal process and and I believe that the president will go through the legal process and then it, when it's all said and done, whatever the decision is, the decision will be. And uh, you know, I'm a little I'm not a little. I'm I'm, I'm disappointed at, at how things have turned out thus far, and I don't feel like you know. I feel like some things some things do not pass the smell test. Just to be honest with you. The way certain things have turned out, it just doesn't. It it just doesn't look right. And so, go through the legal process. That's fine. Hey, Al Gore did it. Stacey Abrams did it. Uh, Donald Trump will do it. And I know according to how Donald Trump has been in the past, that he will do it as far as he can take it. That, um, and, I, and I believe that we need to make sure that we have voter integrity, that our, our elections are protected, and that, the, every, as they say, every legal vote every legal vote should count. I'm totally on board with that. Every legal vote, not every vote, because some votes are not legal. I mean, if I voted three times, I'd have two illegal votes. So every legal vote should count. And however it ends up, it ends up. That's just how it is. And then we got to do a better job of convincing people. we got to do a better job of stating our case. And I think as far as a lot of these moral issues, like with abortion, same-sex marriage, and all that kind of stuff, religious liberty, I think think pastors need to just preach the Word. And you don't need to try to um, say things that are politically acceptable. just say, if The Bible says what it says about we've been created in the image of God and human life is precious. Preach it. The Bible says marriage is between a man and a woman and that homosexuality is a sin in the sight of God. Then say it. Just don't apologize for it. Just preach it and quit trying to be popular. Instead, be faithful to preach the Word. Just preach it. The whole counsel of God. So anyway, you know, and I and I will go ahead and just say this too: God is in control, without a doubt. God's in control. I know God's in control, but God expects us to also be involved. He expects us to be active. You know, you you look in the Bible. Esther didn't say, hey, God's in control. I'm not going to do anything." No, she she fasted. She she went in uh, before the, her her husband. Uh, she pled her case. She she had a plan. And so you know. You don't just say, "God's in control." Let's just sit back and do nothing. You you go through the steps. What can you do? Go through the steps, and you trust God. And you know, I, you know, we'll just uh, we'll see what happens. That's all I can say is we we'll see what happens. But be very prayerful. Be kind to the people that you disagree with. Be kind to people. Don't do anything crazy. Don't be violent or anything like that. But just do. What you need to do, go through the proper steps, and then having done all that you can do, the rest is in the Lord's hands. And I think that's what uh, the Republicans are going to do. Just go through the legal steps. It'll be in the Lord's hands at, at that point. All you can do is all you can do. But don't ever go into violence. Don't ever you know, riot and all that kind of stuff. Just go through the proper legal steps. Okay, well, that's my... Take on the election thus far. Um, I, you know, I'm sure when I come back on Tuesday, I'll have something else to say. Uh, there'll be a, an expansion. Probably going to look back at some more of the Book of Ezekiel as well. But uh, God bless you. I know it's been a long week, and uh, you know, your, your trust, your hope is in the Lord. Uh, we don't trust in chariots. Uh, we trust in the name of the Lord our God. And and he is our source of strength, and we do live in a world where, where not everything turns out the way we want it to. We live in a world that uh, that has sin in it, and we're, we're not in heaven yet. And God has called us to be salt and light. So, hey, make a difference in this world. Be salt and light. Stand for what's right. Do it in a loving and kind fashion. But don't ever apologize for anything that God says, because he needs he never needs our apology. Okay, so just say what Scripture says. Be kind. Be loving, and I hope you have a great week, and I'll see you next time on the Marty McLean Podcast.